now? Testing. It's a magic word, isn't it? Testing. And I didn't even have to say the one, two, three bit to get it, uh, get it working. What was I going to say? Christmas, Christmas morning isn't good to me, actually, because we were up at 12, 3 and 6. So, um, and that was just Chloe. So, I have, I have completely gone blank. Oh, that's what I said. It's Christmas. That's that's what I was going to say. Um, just to put everyone's minds at rest, I, unless I forget what I'm going to say, it's going to be really, really short. But but just so you know, I'm, I'm only going to speak for ten minutes this morning. I don't want any cheers. Um, but obviously, on the back of last week, where I sp- only spoke for ten minutes, I don't want everyone getting in the habit that you know some New Year's resolution is coming where I'm only going to be speaking for 10 minutes. So just to put your minds at rest, in the new year we're back to full length, hour and a quarter, straight through, okay? So everyone, everyone will be ready for that. If, if you're visiting, just put your minds at rest, it isn't an hour and a quarter, but um, <laughs> sometimes it feels like it, I know. No laughing, just because it's Christmas. Um, like... If you've got your Bibles with you, if you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, if you haven't, the words will come up on the screen in, in a moment uh, behind me. But, you know, life, life is a mixture of good times and bad times, isn't it? Seasons when, when life goes really, really well and, and times when life is just tough. And Christmas, if anything, heightens that right up. Christmas can be a times of amazing highs of, of enjoyment and delight, family together, um, all sorts of things like that. Or actually it can be a bit like, actually Christmas can be like a, a microscope or a magnifying glass where actually when life's tough it actually makes it even harder. Things are, are very, very difficult. And the Christian message and everything contained within that message has real practical help for when times are good, but also when times are bad. And the wonderful story of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, coming into the world, being born 2,000 years ago, being born in a very humble setting in a stable, is so important because it, it has relevance and impact for whatever, whatever, whatever setting or whatever place you find yourself in this morning. Whether it's the lowest of lows or the highest of highs, the grace of God and the mercy of God as we see in Jesus Christ coming down into the earth and all that then means for the future has relevance and impact and can have for us. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, so it's only two verses I'm going to read, just a few words on the back of it. A guy called Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and in that setting, um, uh, Paul is finding things really, really hard. Life is, is not going well for him. And this is what he says. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Now, there's more, there's more verses up there, but we're only going to look at those um, two verses. And I just want to make four very simple questions. As we come to Christmas and later on we'll be thinking about Christmas turkey and things like that, I just want to take this opportunity to remind you that the one we come before this morning is the God 
of compassion. He is the God who brings strength. In, in Romans 12, verse 1, it talks about in view of God's mercy. That word mercy, the word compassion, they're just the same word. They've just been done differently in English, in the English um, version. But, but the God we come to, and this is such wonderful news, is a God of compassion. He is a God of mercy. And whatever situation you find yourself in today, whatever way as you come this morning, I want to know, I want to tell you that there is a God who is a God, a God of compassion, a Father of compassion. A father of great mercy. He's not just that. He does have wonderful, complete mercy, uh, wisdom. He does contain every ounce of strength in his being. Actually, any strength that we have is only borrowed from God. But actually, today and for you, he is a father of compassion. I also noticed from these verses, and we, we didn't read it, but if you look into verse five, verse 5, it says this, and it talks about Christ's suffering flowing into our lives. So first thing is, he is the father of compassion. Second thing I noticed from these verses is that as we follow Jesus, and I know many of you here would be those, yeah, I, I follow Jesus, I'm a Christian, I'm one that follows him. What I notice as well is that as we follow Christ, it will often be the case, or sometimes be the case, that that suffering flows into our lives that when we come to Christ, it isn't just that all of our problems disappear, but actually, even as we follow Christ, and we can be following him step by step, really obeying him, bad stuff just happens in our lives. For some of you sat here today, and bad stuff has happened in the last 12 months, and it's, it's impacting you now. For Paul, I don't suppose there was a man on the face of the earth that followed God more closely than Paul. But even for Paul, he had this wonderful open door for the gospel, but at the same time, he was, he was suffering greatly. Suffering great persecution. Actually, later on he says, look, I don't even know if I, I'm going to live. I don't know if I'll be able to carry on going. But suffering was flowing into his life. And the fact that these things are happening doesn't mean that we've got it wrong. It doesn't mean that in some way we're doing things wrong in our life. There are two examples. I mean, Paul himself. If you, uh, if you have got your Bibles open, in verse 8 it goes down, and this is what it says. He says this, We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Don't have for any of you guys. It's not, sorry, by the way, sorry, it's not a very Christmassy message, is it? But, but contained in the Gospel is hope for every situation. And I'm aware that today there are, there are those of you, and you, you're, you're, you're really you're really happy. But I know there's, there's, there's many of you here and, and Christmas is just a tough time, a real difficult time for you. Paul was facing a real difficult time. He says he despaired even of life itself. He said he felt the sentence of death in his heart. And that must be a bad place to be where you think, I don't even know if I'm going to come through this. But we find Paul says that the sufferings, not only the sufferings of Christ, had flowed into his life. And we know, don't we? We know that Christ himself suffered. I mean, this, and in some ways, I do love Christmas, but it's only the first bit of the story. The other bit comes at Easter, where we see Christ's wonderful victory on the cross and forgiveness of sins. 
and confidence to come before him and an opportunity to get to know God just as closely as you know the people that sat around you. That's the hope. That's, what we, that's why we celebrate Christmas because it's at the very beginning. But we know that even in Christ's death, he walked through suffering. It seems that it was the Father's plan that Christ would suffer and die in that way that we might know life and know it to the full. And so if you're walking through suffering today, I want you to know that you're not alone and that saints throughout history have also walked through suffering. But it then goes on in this passage to talk, just as the sufferings of Christ flow into our lives, so does God's comfort. And this is the wonderful hope held out in the Gospel. We're not alone. We have hope in the Gospel. It actually says in that verse, in verse 3, it says that we come to the God of all comfort. Isn't that great? All comfort. Ali, can you come up on the stage a moment? When it talks about comfort here, it can also be translated as encouragement, the God of all comfort, the God of all encouragement. And what it talks about is when I'm struggling, and I'm, I, we could do it the other way around, it'd be more realistic, but I'll make you feel good. Imagine that Ali is God, okay? <laughs> Imagine Ali is God. I'm, I'm struggling in life. And the God of all comfort, if you want a physical, a, a, an illustration of what that is like, it's God calls me close. He does it just like that, with a wink. That's it. He calls, me, he calls me close and we walk forward together. He gives me courage to carry on. So when it talks about the God of all comfort, what is it within that, what's in the context of that word, is a God calling you close and you walk forward with God, him giving you courage day by day by day. And Paul could say in these verses here, can you imagine it? He said he felt the sentence of death in his heart. He didn't know if he'd be able to carry on. But he says, praise be to to, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. In the midst of great suffering and difficulty and persecution, he still knew the God of all comfort. And today, and maybe next year, as you're facing different challenges and struggle, thanks, Alice, In life, there's a God of all comfort who's available to you. There's one who wants to draw you close. And if you've never been drawn close to God before, you can be. If you open your heart up to God and you say, I can't do it on my own, I need your help. Next year we'll be running something called an Alpha Course. It's an opportunity to explore just the foundational truths of the Christian faith and what church is all about. Ask the person who brought you along to, you know, find out more. But we worship the God of all comfort, the one who draws us close, the one who walks alongside us. You may wonder, how, how on earth, how on earth does God draw us? How on earth do I find this comfort? Well, well one of the ways, and what I've found more, more recently, is just through reading the Bible and encouraging the Holy Spirit to come. For me, when I've been down, I I open the Bible, I I look at truth like these words here, I invite the Holy Spirit to come and the Bible comes alive. 
I find as well, and this is what it says in these verses here, it says the other way, the other way we receive comfort is from one another. Actually says in these verses, we have received comfort from God so that we might be able to comfort others in times of trouble. And it's so important, isn't it, this sort of season, this time of year that we remember other people and the opportunity we have to make a difference in other people's lives. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth going through great struggles. He was writing about the comfort that is available in God. But as he he wrote about his own testimony, as he wrote about what was, was going on in his own life, he was able to comfort other people. And church, you know, if, if there's a Christian message, you know, so of course there's a Christian message, it wouldn't be a Muslim one here, would it? No. Um, if there's a message I want you to, to go, you know, something to take away, God has given us the opportunity to be in a comfort and encouragement to other people. As we go into next year, God comforts us that we can comfort others and make a difference in other people's lives. Even over this time before we leave, that arm over a shoulder, how you doing? God is for you. I'm for you. To be a strength and an encouragement to one another. Let's stand. We're going to finish by just singing one last carol. But I just want to pray for you really as, as, we, as we go. Lord, I, I want to thank you, Lord, that you are... Lord, I want to thank you, you are the God of all comfort and you are the Father of compassion. Lord, I, I want to thank you, Lord, that is ultimately demonstrated in you sending Jesus to come to this earth, to associate with us, to carry our burdens, to deal with our sin. But Lord, I pray right now for people who are here who, who really dread Christmas... And this time of year, I pray for your presence and your peace at this time. Lord, I pray they would know your comfort, Lord. Paul knew comfort in the midst of real trials and difficulties. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this morning, Lord, your comfort and your peace would come. Lord, I thank you that this message we have isn't just for us, it's one that flows out as well. And I pray for supernatural grace, Lord, that we would also be a comfort to those who have no hope, to those who don't have this wonderful relationship that we've got with you. Lord, we ask for your grace and your power in Jesus' name. Amen.